Hey, what's up? It's Adventures with Lollygagging and Friends. Uh, don't worry, they can't hear you guys. Uh, hey, oh. we're starting. Uh, <laughs> Monster of the Week. We're just reminiscing about how last episode ended and uh, exactly what's going to what's gonna happen tonight. We'll find out. We'll find out. It could be the last session of Monster of the Week tonight. They were, uh, they were spending a lot of time trying to figure out what to spend uh, their, uh, their recent team XP on. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know why you're bothering. I'm just going to eat you with a crocodile here in a second. Oh, we'll be out no. of here in 15 minutes. <laughs> you good to go. Uh, but nonetheless, we got a cool new move uh, that uh, someone will explain. Uh, but anyhow, why don't we do some intros and then we'll get started. So Chuck, you're up, man. Tell us about Phil. Hey, I'm Phil, uh, older brother of Donna. Uh, and I'm just a golf ace, super pro. Mega awesome. I'm also playing the uh -huh. mundane. So I'm just a dude. A dude in khakis on a golf sure. course. Chuck, did you know that this weekend something happened in golf, in professional golf, that hasn't happened in, oh, 33 years? Something like that? Yeah. What, what was yeah. it, do you know? Do you know a rare happened? albatross was sighted. God damn it. That is not, no. <laughs> an amateur, an amateur on the PGA Tour. Won this past weekend for the first time since like 1991. Oh, well, he's know? not an amateur anymore, is he? He can't like he actually doesn't get his money too. It's like a 1.3 million dollar person. He doesn't get any money. What? Why? Right? That's isn't that tragic? It's totally tragic. He'll be fine. That's though. terrible. If you're good enough to win a BJ Tour, you're probably gonna win more money. But yeah, 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 yeah. The last person to do it was a guy named Phil Mickelson. By the way, is in our game. The Mickelsons. <laughs> oh, is snap. Mickelsons yep. are in our game. Oh. Yep. Is Jack Nicklaus in it? What's that? Jack is Nicholas? Jack Nicklaus in? No, 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 not yet. Not yet. We could, I have a long list and he was playing in the 80s. Uh, so it's certainly possible. Certainly possible. All right. Enough about that. Next up, uh, Bert, tell us about Anton. Oh, Anton's the cousin from the old country. He uh, hears that people have guns and use them in America. He, um, in theory, can use one. In theory. <laughs> in theory. We have. And he's very comfortable in these golfing attire that we're sure. needing to wear. The shoes yeah. especially. Snazzy. We I might just keep them. We have seen your shooting ability. You have, uh, you have in fact, fired a gun a couple times. Is, Anton is, is, Anton, is Anton why our boat is sinking right now? Mm -hmm. If you heard no call, he did in <laughs> fact shoot into the boat. Yes. Yep. That is, <laughs> that is what's happening. Hearsay. It's not going <laughs> that way. <laughs> Please scroll back up. You'll notice at some point uh, Anton rolled very poorly, I think. Uh, yeah, there it was. Uh, on a miss, things go to hell. Uh, I think that might have been it or no, I don't know. It's up there somewhere, but, uh, but yeah. All right. Next up, uh, Jeremy, tell us about Corbin. Yeah. Corbin is the, uh, the tall gangly goth of the family. He's also a hex that specializes in fire magic. Uh, he's Caleb's older brother, but the important thing is he's just a font of raw talent. Uh, it's very proud of the fact that he holds the champ championship trophy and he's going to make sure to rub that in Phil's face forever. I can't tell you how much I enjoy the fact that you guys played in a golf tournament and as a team 
get afterwards. It was like, oh, I did better than him. It's <laughs> like I have the trophy. I think you actually took the trophy too, because it was like, yeah, because well, the hex he also has to take it. like a motivation. Mm-hmm. And then when I took, as I like to just bring other people down. Nice. That makes sense. So makes sense. of course I would make sure to take his championship trophy. Yeah, but I got the mm-hmm. higher number. I'm pretty yeah. sure you guys just stole <laughs> the trophy. Yeah, yeah. No, I just stole it, but I'm still gonna you know, rub, rub it in his face. Mm-hmm. I'm a good person. Yes, you are. You are indeed. Uh, next up, Melissa, tell us about Donna Theodore, and tell us about what uh, what the team took with their their new XP or advancement or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, so Donna Theodore is the aforementioned younger sister. I almost said it wrong again. Younger sister of Phil Theodore. Uh, she is wronged. So she was a relatively kind of generic kind of person. And then uh, Nana was killed. And then suddenly she is all like tricked out and uh, ready for a fight. Um, so for our uh, team upgrade, we uh, were done, pretty much done with our own uh, team's playbook and things that looked interesting to us. So we went over to the playbook for the <laughs> chosen one in Entourage. And uh, w- what we picked was friends stick together. So um, once per mystery, a hunter can call the rest of the team to their current location. Everyone arrives as soon as they potentially can, which can be right this instant, if at all possible. So kind of a uh, team-based little uh, Marco Polo. Fantastic. Uh, two things. First, uh, Architects of Fate, thank you so much for the raid. Uh, perfect timing. We're just getting started. Secondly, anyone notice how angrily Melissa types in scrolls? Uh, anyone else? You guys can just hear her just, just very angry. It's a hostile work environment. It's the, yep. it's the like updated mic location is closer uh-huh. to the mouse and gotcha and whatnot. sure this is her off it, yeah it's the location <laughs> of the mic okay uh and then finally adam tell us about the younger redding hey i'm caleb uh i don't know i don't know much what's happening anymore but I'm I'm on a road trip with the family and they just, uh, you know, go places. We're doing things. It's kind of like my transient period in life. Cause I don't go to high school anymore for some reason. I don't remember. Um, but it's so cool. Cause like I get to hang out with my brother and I get to do all sorts of dares, get to spend time with my cousins. It's great. Uh, yeah, man, dude, did you see that last one? I told you I could take my ear off and put it back on. It's great. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's been yeah, a little we- weird ever since I came on the road trip, but that's all right. We'll figure it out. It's all good. I don't think you guys are going to figure it out. I don't think it's going to, I don't think you're going to figure it out. Uh, but uh, before we get started, uh, some quick, uh, quick, Summary reminder again, we're in North Carolina. You're responding to a request from one of your your grandmother Muriel's old friends slash lovers, a man by the name of Larry Mize, who runs a wonderful Denny's uh, just outside Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, you it's around Christmas time. 
you all have been investigating at a uh, at a kind of a an upper crust or at least upper middle class uh, neighborhood by the name of Hagen Greens, where a man had a man's body had washed up on the shore of the lake, uh, missing some of his organs. And upon a further investigation and conversation with the very drunk. Uh, medical examiner, Dr. Matea Harper, it became pretty clear that they weren't surgically removed or eaten or, or like taken out in any sort of violent way, but they were extracted uh, from one of the existing orifices of the body. Uh, you also uh, got involved with a uh, uh, with some sort of strange turtle monster out on the lake, uh, got away from that. Then the next day you guys went and played in a golf tournament uh, and uh, you met some folks, you met some people, uh, stole some things. And during a trophy presentation uh, at the end of that tournament, you all uh, met Rob Petrie, who is the uh, patio furniture owner uh, and uh, had some sort of he kind of kind of creeped, I think, a few of you guys out. A little odd guy, very odd guy. Uh, and uh, while the while the various awards and trophies were being handed out, another body washed up on shore just uh, just by the clubhouse, just by uh, by the dining area. And that was one of the one of the HOA members of Hagen Estates, Julie Ingster. Uh, and uh, upon quick examination, it did seem like she might have suffered a similar fate uh, as to the first guy. Uh, Duffy Waldorf, uh, one of the cops, the local cops came by and kind of pushed you guys out, elbowed you guys away eventually, uh, and seems to have some kind of relationship with the, with that Rob Petrie. So you guys decided that you're going to go back out on the water. And, uh, you, uh, you have yourselves a harpoon and you started fighting this, uh, this, we're just going to call it what it is, a kappa, this turtle monster thing. You used various, uh, cucumbers that kind of popped up from the, the, uh, from the lake below and they, uh, got very distracted by it. You threw a, uh, a Santa Claus lawn ornament that was filled with chum. Uh, you were having that tethered to the back of your, uh, back of your boat. Uh, then you started fighting the Kappa, uh, Anton, uh, fired and put some holes in the, in, in the boat. And, uh, you guys were harpooning, uh, the Kappa itself. And right as it looked like things were going really, really well, cause you were actually tethered to the Kappa, a giant crocodile erupted, uh, from the water and clamped down on the Santa Claus's chum filled ass. And, uh, and that's exactly where we're going to pick up. Uh, as all of you right now are in the boat the boat has been taken on water. You have two issues. You have both the Kappa itself, who is still kind of thrashing around uh, as I think Donna and Phil were kind of messing around with a, a harpoon um, and, a, uh, and a rope. And now the boat itself is being dragged under underwater by this massive crocodile. Um, what do you guys want to do? Swim. Yeah. Um, Appeal to a higher authority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think because we're being dragged by the harpoon and the crocodile, mm -hmm. I will pull out my trusty multi-tool mm. and try and cut the rope. Free us from this crocodile action. Okay. Uh, I think that makes perfect sense. Let's just do an act under pressure roll just to see how long this is going to take. See if you're able yeah. to get this done particularly quickly. 
11. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So on 11, you, you do exactly what you do. So, so as the boat is kind of getting pulled under, as the waves uh, from the splashdown of the crocodile uh, throw you all around, the water's coming up from underneath as well. You manage to saw quickly uh, through the rope that's connecting to the, to the Santa Claus ornament, uh, and it snaps, and then your boat lurches free. Uh, you can see the Kappa is probably using this opportunity to try to disentangle itself from the group as well. Uh, but you all currently are at least no longer being dragged under the water by this giant crocodile. Uh, but the Kappa is very much trying to disentangle itself. And you're not entirely sure that the crocodile has disappeared. Uh, what next? I want to make some turtle soup. Just... Uh... Have the the flame serpent tattoos wind themselves around it and just, you know, boil that little pot of water on his head. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Nice. Absolutely. Roll your your use magic. As, uh, again, water's kind of, you're feeling the water up to probably your ankles or so at this point, but you focus one thing at a time. It looks like the last skill check I made was a use magic, so I'll get to use my luck of the damned. We'll do a plus one on this. Okay. Sounds good. If it actually rolls, did it? Uh, I do not see anything coming through. There it goes. goes. No, dang it. So even with the plus one, I don't think that's enough. It's going to take you a nine uh, partial success. So it works in perfectly. You get to choose your effect in a glitch, and then the keeper decides what effect that glitch has. So go ahead. What's that? What do you want to have done to this thing? It's taken some damage. Uh, it certainly has taken some damage. It does have that big yeah. old shell, which has kind of protected it all against a lot of physical damage, but your magic is yeah. kind of finding ways to slip underneath it. So Normally, the burn, everything lets me do three damage and ignore armor, so maybe it's reduced damage. Or... That sounds fair. Uh, sure. I tried to get um, cocky. I tried to, I tried to boil the little thing on his head. Instead of just burning him, I should have just flamethrowed him. But I was like, I'm going to be clever. Look at me. Turtle soup. Oh, shit. He's wiggling around. Okay. So we'll say that the head <laughs> quickly gets torched. It's almost like you've, you've taken like a like a kitchen torch to it. And like this blue flame just suddenly uh, uh, just suddenly bursts. And it's, it's there and it's gone very, very quick. You do see the liquid sort of briefly seems to to dissipate but then just as quickly as it dissipates it immediately fills back up and you can mm. see that the water almost magically from nowhere it's not like the water sloshed over uh from the lake into it it just seems to kind of pop back into uh into that that bowl in its head but it has taken damage and it does screech out in pain uh as the uh, as that fire uh, torches it um so one other thing so let's see. I'm trying to see if there's a okay. So what else? What else do you all want to do? So you've got this thing. He's not. He's not quite dead, and he's really just sort of tugging and pulling. And you can see the rope that's connected to him is starting to fray. The harpoon is still in uh, in range of whoever wants to do it. You guys can see the water. It's very dark out here, but I'm like we have flashlights and such. I think one of them might have fallen down, but otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, you can see that there's like some 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 small ripples as though the surface is being disturbed by something large underneath it that is moving around. Uh, what's next? Can I try and plug the hole and see if there isn't a sump pump installed? 
Sure. Uh, so what do you want to try? So what are you, what are you trying to plug the hole with? Uh, well, first I want to check, uh, like the storage box to see if they've got anything in there. Uh, a lot of times they'll have, um, plugs or the underwater tape, the stuff that sticks below water. Okay. I mean, you guys are a pretty handy team. Uh, I know that's specifically for your own gear and assets, but I would imagine just from like the story points, you guys are probably pretty good at, at each of you one You're way or the other. You're all good at stuff. fixing stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so let's say, um, again, let's do another. This sounds like sounds like act under pressure. So it gave us an act under pressure uh, as you try to dig into whatever supplies are here on board and see if you can kind of get that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I made it worse. So Anton, with your with your six again. So Anton, you're digging oh, through. The I supplies. drop an anvil through the hole. Whoa, whoa! You go to you like go a square press. peg in a round hole. You just like <laughs> you go to press. You go to press something against the the holes at the bottom of the boat to try to make sure that it gets plugged. But in pushing it down. You just sort of push it through the boat as the boat around just starts to fry. Maybe it's not a, a boat in particularly good condition, or maybe the gunshot, uh, the gunshot hole uh, has caused like some stability issues as it just cracks and opens, and now the water starts rushing up much for much faster and much quicker uh, into the boat itself. Uh, and I'm going to say at this point, uh, the kappa has torn through uh, the rope of the of the harpoon, uh, and you can see that they are starting to sort of paddle away at this point uh, from the boat. They're not completely out of, out of your range, but they've they've moved away from like just the side of the boat. And you can still see them, uh, but they're starting to swim uh, away. What's next? So is the boat like too far like gone? Like it's it's too far gone I'm, for what? Because I'm thinking, you know, Kev, he's trying to figure out what to do. He's been sitting here like, this whole time and so he's just like uh. so he's gonna like lay down on his back and just let like some of his like congealed skin just kind of try and oh, stop God. up and like Ew. get stuck in there Ew. stop the uh, leak gross but clever okay so what <laughs> what we'll say is that the boat is uh let's say a third filled with water now and and the weight of the water plus you all is is starting it's it's sagging significantly however this would probably <laughs> if you succeed at this you would at the very least prevent more water from coming in and maybe people could potentially like you know uh, uh bucket some stuff out uh so bet you i could plug this hole yeah good yeah i mean you don't have like a I, I think just 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 roll under. I think yeah. I think just act under pressure because I don't think you have like a use magic type of thing no, for your zombie no, stuff like Corbin no, does for his. Nothing magic. like so, that. So yeah, let's just do act under pressure. Okay. Okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. So on uh, on an eight, uh, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Um, okay. I'll say the. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let's say the pay is, uh, this is, uh, you're gonna, this is an honor of, of, of your older brother. Uh, you're, you, you, this is, this is my idea. And if you don't like this, just say so. <laughs> it's fine. You, you kind of flop down, put your back against the wall and you're like looking up you got your back down 
And as you are allowing your body to loosen and plug some of those holes, <laughs> um, I'm going to say the price to pay is that as your cheek gets caught in the larger hole that Anton has has crafted, you feel sharp, painful teeth oh, break I love into yes, it, let's do it. Yeah. and rip part of your ass completely okay. off. Uh, and the pain uh, is excruciating. Uh, <laughs> well, we've tried the half-assed approach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is not the first time that we... Tradition's tried. a beautiful thing. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. Okay. Uh, Let's do it. So, the, so okay. what am I doing? Uh, so I would say just take one harm um, and we'll say excruciating you pain. Two. You should give me two. Uh, sure. Take two. Uh, okay, because I reduce it, it by one. Okay, so we'll say two harm, <laughs> and then uh, you, you're basically in intense pain as a half of like one of your ass cheeks just got uh, ripped away. Okay, okay. so <laughs> water is no longer rushing in, but you do, you guys do feel yourself sinking, and you have moments before the before the edge of the boat is is Bucket. sort of parallel with the with the surface of the water, and stuff starts floating in. Uh, at this point. You can see the kappa is is a little bit further away. So unless you have like a ranged weapon, it's probably too too far to get to him. Uh, and you also see you're being like like there's a weird current as if something's kind of circling around here and there. Uh, Donna, I saw you point at yourself when I said ranged weapon. What do you want to do? Uh, Donna's got a gun. Donna wants to shoot at the kappa. Okay, uh, sure. So as the kappa is. A- Just kind of doggy paddling away at this point. Uh, you uh, you you turn fire at it. Uh, okay, so uh, go ahead and kick some ass. I will try. I'm oh, gonna hit that button. Oh gosh, darn it! Uh, partial success. Partial success is still very good. Uh, okay, so so you're gonna hit. You're gonna flick the harm rating of your weapon, and then you're also gonna get harm rating on you i'll say that it's not necessarily going to attack you or uh or rather we'll say that as you are leaning out and like you're you're kind of steadying and going to fire it's not so much the the turtle the kappa that bites you but like the scene from jaws as you're reaching your arm over suddenly these teeth just come up from the water and you your arm you just feel uh, it gets chomped on by the massive oh. jaws of this crocodile. You're able to pull your arm back before you're tugged over the side. Uh, but uh, we will say that you're going to take some harm from that. What's the harm on your on your weapon? So I know what to give the kappa. Two. Two. Okay. So is it like piercing or anything? No. Okay. I mean, I don't think so. It's just close and loud. Okay. Um, and then you're going to take two harm back uh, from the chomping right on your wrist and your arm. Uh, and as you pull it away, you can see your arm's just bleeding uh, from from like this large crocodile tooth that's scraped down your forearm. Uh, but you, someone, you haven't been dragged under, at least. Someone might say looking at me that I appear a bit unstable. Wink, wink. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, the boat's been plugged 
the water is no longer rushing in, but the boat is still sinking. There's a crocodile nearby. Caleb stuck to the bottom of the boat unless you want water to start rushing in again. Donna yep. nearly just got her arm bit off uh, by the crocodile, and the kappa now is like 15, 20 feet away. What's next? Clearly, it's time to burn Donna. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah. You know, well, again, so basically, the you know, the... The horn serpent tattoos will do the thing where they come forward and they split open like multi-headed hydras that are almost like these little, uh, you know, stitches, like little filaments of fire that will start burning through your wound and cauterizing it and pulling it together. And it'll heal you, but uh, hurt terribly while it happens. So. And Donna just always grits like she's decided that she's going to be tough and so she just is always just sort of like makes this very scrunchy face but never lets on that it hurts and it just sort of gives this like through gritted teeth just like thank you and then plus one i can't it always does this thing where i can't see my results so you you do have uh uh, on a 12 plus so you get the effects from on a 12 plus so you get an extra benefit um I'll say maybe the extra benefit is that you, it becomes like a mini AOE and somebody else near Donna also gains the benefit of a heal. If there's somebody uh, who needs it, we'll say, because that's the extra effect. Uh, oh, the keeper okay. gets to offer it. So I don't know if anybody else is well, I'm Caleb. down a harm. Uh, sorry, Jeremy, how much harm is, is that? It should be three. I'm going to double check myself. Okay. Sweet. Uh, well, I know Caleb's down one, Phil's down one. I don't know if Anton's down anything, but if that's the case, we could say that the, uh, if no one's down a significant, we can say that you're. Yeah, three. Okay, your magic just sort of radiates out, and Phil and, and Caleb, both of you can take that harm back. Caleb, nice. I'm going to say you're still missing that half of yeah. the ass cheek. It's gone, but you're no longer. Just cauterized. Yeah, it's just well, cauterized off completely. At least, you know, it was worth it. You know? Yeah, I okay. love being a healer that you hate being healed by. It's one of my favorite <laughs> joys in RPGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've done it a couple times on Mondays. I know, <laughs> Doctor Cusman. All right. Uh, so at this point, I'm going to say the kappa has descended beneath the water, and you can probably no longer see the kappa. Uh, the wa- the the boat is about to get like you can see the water is now coming yeah. into the boat itself, and you're starting to sink. Uh, there is definitely something still in the water. You feel something bump against the the, the small boat of yours, and you kind of guys get spun around a bit. Uh, what's next? We got to get out of here. Water, get out. Um, do, do we have anything to start bailing the boat out with? You can say we, there's a bucket in here. It's fine. Oh, okay. I was oh, going to use what pants. Gonna oh, well, that's that's way better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they taught it in Boy Scouts. You tie a hole in each leg and you get it wet, and it's good enough. It's like a two-legged bucket. I love that Phil okay. is doing this while there's a bucket literally next to <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> no time. No time. That, that is just like the right tools for the job, brother. The right tools. Right. This is for the, the best job. tool. No. Is there by any chance a flare gun on board? Uh, there could be. 
let's see. Roll, uh, roll, investigate a mystery. Actually, we'll see if, if, if as you're looking oh, around. Sure, make me roll. I mean, yeah. you might as well just say no. <laughs> it's an investigate, though. That should be yours, right? Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. There you go. Uh, I will say with a partial success, yes, but only one cartridge. That's okay. the partial. Okay, what do you think, guys? Uh, you not like fire down the gullet? Just do it. It worked in Jaws it, as I'm continuing <laughs> to bail yeah. water with my pants. <laughs> so Phil is bailing water with pants. Dot is taking the bucket, the bucket. <laughs> <in> the bucket. <laughs> Caleb is is plugging the holes in the bottom of the boat with his meat. And yeah, uh, Corbin's healing people. Anton, you've got a flare gun. You're the only I'm one gonna, who's not busy doing something. I'm going to wait for the thing to make an attack run. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Launch a flare up Everybody in there. flinches as they see him pick up the flare you gun. see mm-hmm. bursting out of the water. Uh, and it's enormous. Like, this is, this is not, this is definitely an abnormally large crocodile, right? And you see it lifting up and it's getting ready to chomp down uh, onto, like, the side of the boat, say the starboard side of the boat. Anton, roll kick some ass as you try to fire the flare gun down oh its throat. Oh my gosh. We, we got anything to use? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't remember how we stuff. use it, but we do. We do have to one plus one. Is it just a plus one? So there you okay, go. Yeah. Take a plus yeah. one. Plus one. Okay. Uh, let's see what attribute is off tough. So I'm going to temporarily increase my tough. Uh, oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to burn the luck to turn that into a 12. Okay. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. Oh. Okay. So oh. what I'll say oh, is. Oh, God. I thought you were about to set us all on fire. <laughs> he was. Okay. So with a 12. Anton has now used three of his luck. Once he's used them all, he's dead. He's dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. This is what we'll say. The, the mouth comes up. You fire in. And although I'm not going to say that there is a um, a pressurized air canister there for its head to explode, but I will say that maybe the chum or maybe just the fact that your some of your engine has been leaking uh, some fuel, uh, the mouth kind of catches on fire uh, as the flare uh, flies right into it. And you can see like little bits of fire kind of erupt inside nice. of its massive mouth. Uh, and then you see it lift up and dive back down Perfect. into the water. Uh, I mean, clearly, we mixed in some rubbing alcohol to sterilize the chum because nobody oh, wants to get sick. That's very uh, exactly food poisoning is a serious yeah yeah. Okay. No salmonella uh, so before you die, you definitely shouldn't get some other kind of infection. Right. <laughs> well, what so if I'll something say needs? with that, that gives you guys time probably to get away as it's now dealing with like this scorched inner mouth and the kappa has already fled. Uh, so that's probably going to give you guys enough time to flee if that is your desire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So whoever can starts to paddle as if you recall, you almost ran out of gas. Uh, and so you get a little bit away and then you start paddling and paddling and paddling. And eventually you guys do make it to shore uh, with your boat intact is not the best word. Uh, but you're with the boat. You're all alive. Mm. Uh, the monster, there's now, now you know that there's not just one monster, but a second one, perhaps, or it's just, you know, uh, abnormally large. Uh, 
but you guys reach the shore near the dock inside of Hagen Estates. It is late at night. I think we did this. Uh, we did this at sunset. So by the time mm-hmm. you guys get back to the neighborhood, it's like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock or something like that. Maybe around the water for a few hours. So what do you guys want to do? So do we get some shut eye talk with creepy dude and then rethink our approach in the morning? I I agree. We've already yeah. like golfed a round of golf and then went and did that. So sleep is good. Um, Anton is wiping things. off his prints on everything he touched on his mood. I will say we did things a little out of order this time. I think we kind of jumped right into trying to like, yeah, yeah, we we did that with the Razorback guy too. Think that's true, and then we figured it out, and then we went back. I think I'm gonna have to get like a cushion or something, like put it in my pants all the time. You're gonna set a little off to the side if you don't. Just put your wallet on that side. Oh. Uh. Gotcha. Uh. Anton, that was, you know, I hate to compliment people, but that was an amazing inferno of action. That was quite the, uh, that was a lot of uh, fire there. It was like jumping up out of the water. Anton and like, is, yeah. I surprised myself. <laughs> Anton is, as you look over, there's a stray dog from the neighborhood and he's just down there. Painting yeah. Up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you guys want to head back to your motel crash for the night? Sure. Not an issue. Mm-hmm. Not an issue. Uh, as you drive out of the uh, Hagen Estates, you could a handful of folks are on the road, plenty of Christmas lights up. You wave to your friend, Jim Furick at the gate. Uh, and, uh, and we'll say you make it back. You rest. Morning comes, no one came and tried to kill you in your sleep. Uh, and so it's the next day. Uh, you guys have refreshed. Maybe some of you have cleaned yourselves. Uh, maybe not. Uh, but uh, what is the next step for the family? Well, the way I see it, we got two things we need to do. Uh, talk to the creepy man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then see what information we can find out about creepy bullheaded turtles. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. While we're talking about that, I'm pouring cereal into a championship cup and eating from it. It still doesn't count if you stole it. It totally counts. Hey, did you okay. did you win the tournament? Hey, did but you, you didn't trophy? either. It's touched. Okay. I wore a salmon colored polo and slicked back my hair. It looked great on you. You hey, should. Corbin. Yeah, and Tana's still wearing a salmon color polo and his hair is still slicked back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, Corbin. Mm-hmm. You going to eat all that? Oh, God, no. I just, actually, this makes me sick. I just wanted to do it just to taunt him. This is all yours. I bet you I can eat it all. I bet you can too. No, not the trophy. Don't eat the trophy. I could eat the trophy too. I. No, you could, but I please bet you don't, could. because... What, you don't think I could? I'll give you five no. bucks if you can. All right, I try and do it. Hell. <laughs> As you... Uh, so the, the trophy is made out of metal. Uh, yeah, I so know. It's... As you bite into it, 
Uh, you feel your teeth crack. Uh, and oh. we'll say, how many do you, how many fall out? Let's roll. I don't really oh. like to roll dice very often, so let's see. Three teeth come falling out <laughs> of your mouth. Phil, do you and your own you golf clubs? smart and try to like bite at it from the side or did you just yeah no i went at it whatever teeth you want but three of them are just falling out i don't really have that inhibition anymore you know (laughs) phil i'm melting your golf clubs i luckily i don't own any golf clubs i've never played golf a day in my life hey you rented those phil all right I find your suitcase and I melt it. (laughs) You would find my suitcase and lying right next to it is my own monogrammed golf club set. Right, right, right. (laughs) What? Phil, what'd be bet? Five bucks. I'll give him five bucks. Here you go, bud. No, I owe you five bucks. All right, I'll take it. You should give him back the same five bucks. Now I'm I'm burning your suit. Don't take his money. Soaking uh, wet, like stinky five dollar bill. I can't say anything. Mine would be in the same state because they were in my pants pocket uh, that I was the using. Point that to... Donna like comes in. <laughs> the room like, is just a blaze. Just like, what the hell? Seen from community. Stop taking his money. You Dude, it was there. Oh, it was a bet. Well, now when I, you sit I, down, I Caleb, you're just slightly off balance now because that extra five dollars just happens to throw off level. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Shit. So something else that we may want to consider doing is if we can do a bit more of like a thorough sweep of the lake to see if there's somewhere where these things are possibly being like if there's experiments or something going on that these things are getting into the lake. I think that was kind of our intention last night, wasn't it? To see if we could track them. I you guys know, la- I mean, last night had the I like you think you were I think you were hoping to try to find Kappa's lair. Uh, yeah. And then the Kappa like you guys encountered the Kappa and fought the Kappa and then things kind of got a little complicated after that. Yeah. So okay. we've still yet to find the lair. But I also um, agree talking to creepy person and maybe trying to see if there is a wife because there's supposedly a wife, but nobody ever sees the wife, Laura. She's right. just on that boat. Maybe the wife is the crocodile. I don't know. I'm just getting weird. Actually, I wouldn't mind checking out the newspaper archives to see if there's any stories about a crocodile or if there's a myth of a crocodile in the lake. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can find out when it started. Nice fancy reading montage. Sure. Sure. Uh, Do you want to, Anton, do you want to roll and investigate a mystery as you... uh, as you go, we'll say public library uh, probably sounds good. Go through some newspaper articles, etc. See what's there. Classic microfiche. Okay. Uh, okay. Looks like a good roll. That's a 10. Um, okay. So you get two questions. Uh, so if you want to ask them, go ahead and ask them, or I can just give you two bits. It's up to you, Bert. Two mm. questions. Yeah. Um, we know what sort of creature it is. We know what it can do. What can hurt it? And we need to know its lair. So where did it go? Okay. Mm. So what I'll say is as you are going to the library and you're doing your investigative search, going through the newspapers and things like that, which you recall 
is that there was, especially, I would say, Anton's very easy for you to recall this, uh, was that there was a woman who died back in October uh, by the name, hang on, let me get the name here, uh, Katsuko Tenagawa, who, uh, older woman, uh, grandmother of, uh, of a younger uh, a younger man who had just kind of returned from Duke, but also uh, the Mickelson family. Uh, but she was the head of a uh, of a kind of a Japanese cultural center that is sort of attached or part of the library. And as you are at this library doing some research, maybe you just kind of start looking through some some folklore, and you notice that Kappa, you see this sort of like Japanese folklore, and there's all these these notes about that bowl on its head, right? That idea that the, there's this depression on its head that's filled with water. Um, and although Corbin had the right idea of trying to get rid of that water, you can't just do anything to get rid of it. Like there's specific things. And apparently the, uh, the Kappa were, um, we're known like they, they're big wrestlers and things. So if you can figure out a way to get it to bow so that it empties its head bowl on its own rather than you trying to physically do it, you probably would be able to immobilize it. And so uh, that's probably the way to do it. Very, uh, despite the, the creepiness of it, it has kind of like a sort of like a respectful common greetings. You might be able to get it to at the beginning of like a wrestling match or just in some sort of uh, decent etiquette could get it to pick it in the maybe. nards and have it bend over that way. Yeah. So <laughs> like how Anton hears etiquette. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Explain the bird. Exactly how to do it. His example is the players. Okay. <laughs> That's just bird. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, uh, your other question was where to find it. Uh, considering its size, and now that you've learned that the lake has this other massive predator, uh, it might make more sense that you could find it in a smaller place, maybe in like a canal, because uh, there are canals that kind of crisscross uh, throughout the neighborhood. Uh, so maybe in like a canal or some sort, of, something like that is probably more likely where you're going to find it. All right. I think those are the answers to your questions. And so that, that will say that takes up all of Anton's morning, uh, but that doesn't mean it's taking up all of your morning. So if there's something else that you guys wanted to do in addition to that, what might it be? I'm hungry. Denny's. Okay. Moon's so, over my hammy. You guys go back to Denny's. Larry Mize checks in on you. He's very happy to see the four of you. And, uh, and he's just like, he says, I got so concerned when I saw the news this morning. Oh, it's just, it's one bad thing after the other. And everyone, everyone around here is so, so, so scared, so nervous. And you kind of look around and you can realize like there's all, there's hardly anybody in this Denny's. And the last time you were here, there were plenty of folks here. And it's like, cause Julie's now gone. And then I hear this news that they've all been strangled and they've all been attacked. Now all these folks think that there's like a serial killer going around here trying to kill folks and strangle them to death and like suck out their organs and sell them on the black market or something. And I, no one wants to come out of their homes anymore. It's just, oh, it's terrible. It's as bad as back when your, your grandmother was out here and she was hunting that Sasquatch and everything and no one else, no one wanted to go out camping cause of it, you know? But terrible thing. I'm so glad y'all are here taking care of it, though. You, th you think you're pretty close? 
Well, um, we've encountered it. Okay. Okay. Anton's out doing some reading to see what we can do about it. He seemed like a smart what? fella. Anton's the smartest out of all of us. I so, believe that. What What do you know about turtle men that got bowls of water in their foreheads? Uh, I'm sorry, what? I thought you were in the the know here. You were grandma, um, right? I mean, uh, well, you're Grant. You I mean, know? Just because he knows about Bigfoot doesn't mean he knows about like turtle people. Yeah. You, you know, Muriel did leave some things here, and she never came back to pick them up. What? Well, that yeah. is. Can we have them? Uh, or at least well, see them. Like, I, I mean, I know. Right. What? What's, what's, what's that there, Corbin? I mean, it's like, if they had a thing, and I don't want. Maybe we shouldn't, like, take them. Maybe we look at them. Like, y'all are her family. And it's yours by right. Now, uh, and y'all, they're at, at my at home. Y'all mind watching the, the restaurant for a few minutes while I go fetch them? I would love to. I can keep yes. things running here. Okay, there's not that many many people here, so I'm sure you'll be yeah. fine. Okay. Just refill yeah. some coffees, put some orders into the kitchen. Yeah, Easy peasy. Absolutely. And just if you have any problems, just talk to Fred. Yeah. Hey, hey, couples. Uh, and he just kind of like waves in the direction, and you can see the the cook in the back waves back at you. It's like, oh, I'll I'll be back in, in two shakes of a whatever the fuck shakes twice. And so he runs outside. Within forty five seconds of him being gone, Denny suddenly is slammed as a, a bus rolls in, like a Greyhound bus. Of course. And you see like two dozen people pop out that come pouring into your into the restaurant here, asking for this order, asking for that order. And you guys find yourself suddenly having to do a mundane, mundane Denny's job. How's it work out for everybody? Okay. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I have an idea. Okay, Corbin, go. Okay. Under mad using magic, there's something you can do that's like use one thing that's beyond human limitations. I want to go back and work on the grill and using my fire magic, just cook things so fast that we can actually deliver them. <laughs> Yeah. Long time. I love it. That sounds absolutely wonderful. So you come back, you see there's Freddie Couples, very nice looking man, full head of hair. He seems very friendly and laid back. He seems you come in, he's like, hey, uh, yeah, you want to go cook? And you go right ahead and kind of just shows you all around the kitchen. Yeah, knock yourself out. Knock yourself right. out. I will. You don't mind if I, right? Good. Don't only if you share. Okay, no problem there. And he kind of starts handing it out. Sure. Corbin, uh, just nibble cool. on one piece of toast and then start cooking. Okay, go ahead, Corbin. Give it a give a use magic roll. I will, and we'll okay. toss a plus one on the end of this. Sure. Nice. Devil's luck is the oh god. Uh, no, no, you're okay. Uh, partial success, so that's a nine. So you're gonna get up getting it into a nine. It tastes like ass. Yeah, you. Get, it's all it's it's cranked out quickly, yeah. but it's just he's just burning. Mm-hmm. Just burnt toast, <laughs> burnt eggs. Like, I like over easy. I can cook quickly. (laughs) And all you do is just start sending food out. By the time Larry returns, uh, you can see that the everyone's starting to leave. uh, And as he's kind of pushing past, all they're saying, all this, all the restaurants are saying, I guess we went to the wrong Denny's. This seems like the shitty Denny's. We should have gone to that other Denny's. And Larry comes in. He's like, 
what in the hell happened? This, no, this ain't the shit. This is the good Denny's. This is the good Denny's. And he looks around and Fred just kind of shrugs. And he, God damn it, Phil. <laughs> well, how is this my fault? You're the one what who was burning do? the food. Donna you and I food? were seating people. We A were taking orders. Takes accountability, Phil. I account uh, you as the problem. <laughs> I quit. If you, if you thought Donna was helping you, Donna's not even there. So <laughs> look not going well. Oh, no. <laughs> you just kept calling her Donna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Larry, uh, he, yeah, he looks, he, he quickly gets over it and he kind of brings you all over into the corner and he puts down on the table this, this sort of, this old, like overstuffed kind of composition notebook, you know, like that old fashioned kind of that kind of marble black and white kind of outside, like a, like a lab notebook. And you can see he's got little sketches. He's got grandma Muriel's writing in it. And as you start opening it up and flip through it, you've seen some of these things before. She's like taking notes, you know, about, you know, some of her and her, uh, her team's travels. Uh, and it looks like she's kind of been documenting some stuff that's been going around uh, in this area, right? Going around like North Carolina and specifically this area. And so when you look for something, so you're looking specifically about a Kappa. Um, let me check my timeline really fast here. When she came, um, hmm. You okay? If you if you spend if you spend the morning and you're kind of flipping through, you will see that it, it's sort of like a it's sort of like half journal, like but half like keeping stock of what was here. There is reference to a a, a new family uh, uh, that has moved in. Uh, in a reference, uh, Tanagawa, and how uh, there was some kind of strange, like, sort of shrine that they had in their backyard that was kind of giving her the heebie-jeebies when she was out on the lake and she was sort of hunting down other things. But every time she looked at it, it kind of creeped her out. She didn't really know anything about it, but she's like, check for later next time Next time you come around. Um, but most of what she seems to document is her, like, this hunt of what looked like you know, Sasquatch and such. And as you read through it, you realize like she never quite killed the thing. Um, thinks they ran it off, but they never could quite actually find it. And one of the notes that she does mention is that there seems to be a preponderance of strange sightings of things around here. And so there's like reference to like, mostly it's like giant creatures. There's like a giant, giant snake, giant alligator, right? You know, giant wolves and stuff in the in the forest and stuff like that. So, uh, but she doesn't really mention anything specifically about a kappa in that notebook. But she does mention that family, and she does mention a creepy looking shrine. All right. Okay. Go follow up with that family then. Yeah. Okay. Also, Corbin, I can't help but feel partially responsible for how badly we ran this Denny's. And because they were saying that the other one must be the good Denny's, I wouldn't be opposed if we leveraged your particular skills to make it so that this was the only Denny's. Nice. That'll be our night captain's mission. 
Okay. While we've got the toilets nearby, do you guys want me to try and look at anything? Or absolutely. So we know that the cap is probably in a canal or something, right? Something like that. There was that family with the shrine, okay. which before she was investigating large creatures. Maybe the big crocodile and the kappa are just completely unrelated, but coincidences. Or maybe, yeah. maybe the kappas have been cool up until the crocodiles showed up, forced them out of their normal habitat, mm. and now the kappas are having to scavenge where they normally wouldn't. Maybe the kappas normally aren't all that bad, but the crocodiles make it shit difficult for them. I could see it. Certainly when we were going after the kappa, the crocodile showed up and ruined everyone's plans. Right. Some Lion King shit. Circle. Of Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go kill Scar. Okay. Yeah. I'm on it. And then burn doing? down the other Denny's. What do you do then, Corbin? Do you want to do like? Do you want me to scry on anything? Or no, let's just, let's go talk to the weird guy. The last time I actually I don't want to scry in this toilet again. Last time I did, I got covered in feces. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. So weird guy, you want to go to the furniture store? Is that right? Is that am I understanding that right? Okay. Uh yeah. is, is An are we meeting up with Anton? Is someone you know, we we, we yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll say then uh sometime in the afternoon, you guys all uh, get back together after each of you do your various bits of research. Uh, and we'll we'll make it to Petrie's patio, which looks to be in a pretty mundane strip mall like location except it's uh it's definitely like an isolated island of a store within that large um that large parking lot area but it's fairly large um the building is surrounded by tons of outdoor furniture but there also seems to be some of the inside but yeah it just looks it, like and you're recognizing a lot of the furniture too as you start coming up and you're looking at some of the displays the sales that probably anton saw up on the bulletin board some of the furniture and things that you've seen uh when you were going around the town uh going around the hagen hagen uh, estates you probably saw some like on people's front porches or back porches you saw some when you were over by the golf uh the golf course the clubhouse uh and when they were giving away the furniture for um for winning uh the tournament which you guys didn't get by the way <laughs> you only got the actual <laughs> we didn't actually win so when you go inside, it smells like incense in here. Like you step in, you can like this potent odor, not bad, but it just hits you as you walk in. Uh, and when you look around bright lit, but it almost like you, it's like, there's just decorations ever. You can just see all these different groupings of patio furniture that is all staged in this beautiful way with like fake plants and almost looks like, one of them almost looks like like you're having a patio within a jungle. Another one's like over almost like a more desert themed. And each one of them has like this very extravagant display. Uh, and there's a handful of folks that you can see are browsing around all sorts of different sales that are being uh, that are being advertised left and right, like huge sales. So you can see there's people here, you know, actively shopping this afternoon. Uh, so what's your plan? As the five of you are here. Yeah, we're all together. Okay. Uh, ask for the owner. Make sure to relay the bowing in the kappa. Sure. Okay. Hey. Okay. I'm going to go see where the owner is. 
I, I just kind of wander off on my own towards the front desk. Okay. And there is a woman up by, uh, up by like, you know, customer service. Is she a middle-aged woman? Uh, well, uh, kind of well-dressed. You can see she's, she's not just, she's not just like a clerk wearing like their, there's whatever their, the, the, the normal like polo shirt that all of them seem to be wearing. Strangely enough, salmon colored. Uh, and she's like, well, can I help you with something, young man? Is there, is there a, uh, you here for one of the sales? You here for the two for one? Yeah, I wanted to know what your, uh, like latest, uh, shipment of dishes is you know like D- like dishes yeah oh i see i see well we do have some um some some flatware i suppose you can say in plateware uh it's not for the uh the in interior this we're, we're all an exterior uh store here uh we specialize oh. in furniture but we do have a handful of specialty items for yeah, barbecues and the thing things like that well, serving no, trays was, and the like i was thinking of like yeah okay cool mm-hmm. and he walks off <laughs> yeah well you just let me know if you need anything <laughs> all right yeah yeah hey okay. what what i look at the name on the name tag uh lisa okay oh wait no that's not right linda sorry Thanks, Linda. Linda Peachtree? Uh, Peachtree. Like the dish. Oh, okay. Peachtree dish. Got it. No, Peachtree. Oh. Not a peach tree. Peachtree. Ah. Okay. Like you're urinating in a tree. So, so you're, you're the Peachtree family? That's correct. This is family business. <laughs> Meeting celebrity. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, All right. You seen some of our commercials? Is that what it is? Yeah, I ain't never been on a commercial. Well, I'd have you had to have you know we have a little little raffle going on, a little incentive. Anyone who purchases a three-piece set gets entered into a contest, and if you get pulled, you get to appear in the very next commercial that we film for this uh, this here store. Huh. Hey, how much is a three-piece set? Well, normally it depends on what kind. Well, obviously it depends on what kind you want. But if you're, we have everything ranging from, uh, you know, very, very, very cheap and affordable. But we also have some very high-end uh, products as well. Uh, what would your price range be there? I pull out my soaking wet wallet and opened it up. Oh. <laughs> and like, there's some 20s in there. Like he's been okay. saving, but yeah. Well, we do have some very nice wicker uh, that we might be able to to make work for you. Normally, uh, it would cost uh, that set would probably cost around six hundred dollars, but we have it for fifty percent off for only three hundred dollars. If you can scrounge up a a few more of those bills, hey, you ever seen the Wicker Man? I have indeed. It's a wonderful film. Yeah, kind of weird. Well, uh, so I should come back when I have three hundred. If this is the if this is these are the, uh, the the items you would like to to purchase, well, of course, I want to get in the raffle on, on TV. Uh, so it's Mrs. Petrie. Yes, indeed, my husband right. and I we both run the uh, uh, the store together. All right, cool. And then I walk over towards my family. Okay. 
Well, clearly, now we have to get you into a commercial. I don't relay any of it. I just want to. No, you don't relay anything. <laughs> yeah, I just walk over and stand there. Hey. It's hey. That's gone. Did you get Who a are number? you talking to over there? Uh, it's uh, Mrs. Peachtree. Uh, Petrie. Petrie. Oh, oh Petrie. Oh, like, that's... Uh, oh, ish. yeah. The, the, the okay. Mrs. Oh. And yeah, yeah, how'd you know? Hey, hey, she's Mrs. Petrie. Yes, yes, that's exactly who I was hoping to to talk to. That's that's great. Oh, I that's talked excellent. to her. It's all good. And okay. Okay. the thing is, right now, Donna's going to do normally would be a wingman, like wing lass, I guess. I don't know what's called. Oh uh, no, I don't want to date her. She's married. Oh, that's. Oh, that's right. Good. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. And Donna's just going to sort of pat Caleb on the shoulder <laughs> and then walk behind him over towards Mrs. Petrie. Okay. I thought you were going to do like the football slap in the ass and then, <laughs> oh, God, I totally forgot. Oh, Too soon. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hurt yourself on that, that uh, uh, bone, tailbone. Um, no. Whatever the so big anyway. one is with the hole in it. Okay. Elvis? Uh, Elvis, yes. <laughs> Adam and Caleb are secretly the same <laughs> no, person. I'm a, I'm a method actor. Anymore. I'm a method actor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Donna, you head back over and you want to talk to, to Miss Peaches. Anyone else want to go with her? Do we want anybody else in the conversation? Anton? Okay. Perfect. Uh, so... Uh, she was like, "Well, hello there. Uh, uh, can I can I do something for y'all? Uh, can are you and your daughter looking for some new uh, new furniture items?" Oh, I, I just wanted to introduce myself. Actually, um, I am, and Donna is not talking the way she usually does. Donna is like imitating all of the women that she was playing with the day before. Mm -hmm. um, Patty Sheehan, so, Nancy Lopez, etc. Yeah. yeah, that whole crew. Like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I don't think you were at the tournament yesterday. I was, uh, and she'll kind of rattle off the names of, of everyone that she had been paired with. And it sounded like they hadn't seen you in a mm -hmm. bit. And, well, I'm just so happy that I get to meet you today. Well, I have just been so very busy with the store, and the only reason I wasn't there is because someone has to stay back and, and keep the doors open while Rob is, well, my husband likes to kind of get amongst the community. He's a very curious man. He likes to be part, kind of like rub elbows with all the folks around here, and that's all it was. And I do remember the folks that you're talking about, very delightful women. And she starts rattling off like the various like furniture items and specific models and things like that that they all have purchased. Uh, excellent, wonderful customers they are. Oh, the whole community. Uh, well, I, I must say we we probably have uh, furnished. I would say seventy five percent of every one of those uh those those homes in the in that neighborhood. Indeed, we have in the clubhouse as well, of course. Oh my goodness! Well, what what are you going to do when you've sold to everyone? Well, I'm sure there's other neighborhoods around here who want our fine, fine, fine furnishings. Well, that, that is just, I, you know, we're just new and moving into the area and I'm just, just so very excited. I just, I mean, when you've got a, 
you know, a husband who is the pillar of the community, like your husband is, I mean, you've got to get out there and get out to all the brunches and you've got to get the, you know, benefits of that, right? Well, when I can, I certainly do like to socialize, but uh, it is, uh, as you know, it is Christmas time, so lots of people are buying all manner of uh, of gifts for their loved ones and such. Uh, retail's quite busy this time of year, so uh, it's very hard to get away. Stores have extra hours and such, and so we're open a little earlier, staying open a little later, that sort of thing. And I would never ask any of my employees to put in extra hours that I myself was not willing to put in. Well, I wouldn't be a good leader if that was the case. Can I do some sort of like a read a bad situation or something just to see what I think of what she's saying? Uh, sure. Um... You can do... It's not really a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't sure what that... Uh, I mean, what is it you're... What is it you're trying... Like, you're trying to sort of... Are you trying to, like, manipulate her into revealing something? Or are you trying to, like, poke around with your questions and get some answers? Like, is it, like... Yeah, trying to poke around because, like... And, and, and I might just be kind of missing, but it seemed like... The women yesterday were like, oh, my gosh, we never see her anymore. She's never. And I guess maybe I may have misinterpreted that of like she's hiding somewhere like she's not out in public much. And then she's sort of acting like, oh, I'm here all the time and I'm kind of doing whatever. So. I might have. Um, OK, um, should sure. I can I help? Can I try and help? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to ask her something Jump that right might in. throw her off a little so that she a better read can be given. So I'm like, I'm taking notes about all the furniture she's talking about that's being made. It's like, so do you compare favorably against Ikea? You see, she just sort of like recoils, like I'll have, you know, our, uh, our products are of much higher quality. Uh, you never hear any folks, uh, having any sorts of difficulty putting them together. We do all of the assembly ourselves number one and number two uh we don't use formica in our in our designs no everything here is of the of the finest materials this is high well, but do you have entertaining things. names like the block or no 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 we well we have we have entertaining names but all of ours we have a tendency to uh, name most of our items after various uh, biomes and various terrain features like mountains and jungles and swamps and such. Uh, it's just sort of a little thing we do here. Take your notes. Okay. Anyway, the um, idea was to try to throw her off a little bit in case she was giving She looked very uh, offended. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was well played. Um, Donna, if you want to, uh, sure, if you want to roll, read bad situation, you can. I, uh, that's fine. All right, and yeah. I'll there'll be a plus one to this then for oh yeah. well, technically technically he needs to roll help out, but you can take it. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I, I rolled okay. a four. So um, yeah, I will tell you this: that she, it might just simply be retail being retail, but you definitely don't get the sense that she's being one hundred percent authentic. Exactly what that is is it could it could literally just be the sale you know the salesperson shtick that's kind of. That's kind of standing out to you. It could be that could be it. They really don't compare Fabulity to IKEA. That, that's what she's hiding. <laughs> um, okay, so why the two of you are talking? Uh, are, are Phil and Corbin? Are you guys doing anything? Trying out chairs. 
Okay. They are very comfortable. Uh, they are very well made. One thing you'll notice, though, Phil, that'll yeah. stand out to you probably, is that they are really nice. Like, and you look at the price tag, and then the price tag slash because of a sale, and you look at the items, and like, this stuff's really nice. Like, this really is a steal. Like, this seems like like this 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 it almost seems like too good to be true kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. That fits. Put that in the old brain box and okay. remember that for later. Uh, definitely going to ask where they source their furniture uh, before they leave and see what kind of answer she comes up with. Uh, my thought is that it's a, a magic turtle workshop um, <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> There are plenty of other clerks and such that are that are around. Uh, if, okay. if you want to ask, yeah, I'll that. just go yeah. ask one of them. Yeah, like one of the just salmon. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, hey, I just hey. looking at your furniture. Uh-huh. I can't believe how amazing it is. Yeah, it's really with good. the. Where do you all get your furniture from? Uh, warehouses, something like that. You, my friends should pay attention to customers. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, sure. Uh, we, all of our, uh, all of our, I'm going to, I'm going to slip them like a 20. Be like, just where do they actually come from? He's like, takes it, puts it in his pocket. It's like, uh, locally sourced something or other. Um, we uh all the metals they, come from do they come in on like they come in on trucks right uh yeah yeah they come in on trucks uh and then the cushions they're like i don't know i think people kill some ducks or something they get like the feathers and they so i don't know i don't know anything about these things man i'll tell you what i'll tell you what let me uh where's the office at the, like the boss works out of oh yeah, we're not allowed to go back there. I slip another 20 on the counter. Yeah, it's back there. <laughs> All right, thanks, bud. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Corbin, were you doing anything? I hate to admit when I think Phil is on a good line <laughs> of thinking. So I'm not going to say that to him. But what I will do is I'm going to like focus on the chair he was just looking at. That one... Very specifically, and then we look around because this is a store big enough to have a bathroom. Sure. And then I'm gonna go to the toilet and I'm gonna do my divination rote to see the creation. I want to see the time and place of the creation of that chair. Okay. Um, and I am a I'm okay. a cheap bastard, and devil's luck is the best thing ever because so long as I use use magic, my next roll gets a plus one. So I'll take plus one on this. All right. Give it a roll. And then I'm going to oh. roll really bad. It's an eight. It's a partial success. It's plus one. So it gets an eight. Uh, so same thing. Uh, so it works perfectly. It works imperfectly. You get to choose your effect in a glitch. And then the keeper decides what effect the glitch has. <sighs> so uh, what do you want your effect shit to be? Again. <laughs> well, what do you want your effect to be? Let's start there. It would be nice to like see like 
Because Phil's clearly suspecting that maybe somehow there's like some supernatural sourcing to this. Mm-hmm. So if it gets some information about that, something towards that, even if it's sure. not completely uh, clear. Observe, an, uh, observe another place or time. I think that's perfectly mm-hmm. reasonable. It falls under. Okay, glitch. What do you want your glitch to be? So because it's a rote, normally with the rote, I take effect as weakened mm-hmm. for this. Okay. Um, so maybe it's just not super clear, like... Or that that's okay. for the rote, I always take the effect as weekend. All right. Um you okay, so what what happens is you're in the bathroom, so you're by yourself. It gets very warm in here. Like really, really warm. Like a candle stripping the wax around the toilet seat, drawing the little runes. You start hearing like all sorts of stalls like, taken. Heavy machinery uh, start uh, sort of revving up. You hear ting, ting, ting. Uh, and you you realize you're in some kind of like metallurgy kind of uh, uh, sort of workshop. Um, and you kind of see these vague images in like the mirrors and the reflection and maybe on, on, on some of the water of like people like you would expect forging various portions of this patio forge, like the metal portions and things. One thing that is kind of curious, though, uh, is that you do see that there, um, like, there are like in every one of the construction, like the, the construction just looks a little odd. Like, there's like aspects about it that kind of catch your attention. Like, you notice these little tiny like like compartments that don't seem to have any particular purpose that are sort of hidden in nooks and crannies in a lot of this furniture here and there. Like little 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 like small little concave portions like hidden underneath uh, kind of the rim uh, of a table, or you can see a kind of like a a false panel hinge and a a leg. All that seems to be constructed uh, kind of as part of the, as part of the process. Okay. Okay. And the last thing you see uh, as you're, uh, as you're kind of watching, you're seeing like this sort of a, as the furniture moves sort of like to the next stage, uh, you can see it's kind of getting coated with various like protective, uh, uh, like rustoleums and paints and things like that. Um, you notice that there's people who are drawing very interesting little letterings and numerology and glyphs. Oh, man, that's and exactly what I really want to focus in on just as, ah, and it fades away. Oh, come on. You hear someone just cut one really big like the other in the other stall. And uh, that just sort of brings you out of your little (laughs) your little vision. Oh, you're. Oh. Okay. You're the worst. They ate some burnt toast and burnt (laughs) eggs earlier. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I was like, oh, sorry, fella. I had the worst breakfast this morning. I don't know who was cooking. I went to this Denny's. Oh, God, it was hideous. Who doesn't know how to cook an egg? It's like one of the easiest things. It's a new regional manager. His name's Phil Theodore. Um, Phil Theodore. He just he's really running that place down. Well, he's a piece of shit. I prefer He is a piece of shit. When you think piece of shit, you think Phil Theodore. But I, I hear the, meet, the local manager is going to come in and fix it. If I ever meet Phil Theater, if I ever see him face to face, I'm going to kick him so hard 
not in the yeah. face, in the stomach, so he can feel some of the pain I have been feeling for the past several hours. Well, this just went from awkward to just inspiring. It was good to be friends you. now. I think we're friends. We're friends. What is your name, sir? My name's Chet. Chet? Well, that's wonderful, <laughs> Chet. My name is Ben. Ben Crenshaw. Good to meet you, Commissioner Crenshaw. <laughs> I just want to use more names. Anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, Caleb, uh, Donna, before I cycle back to Phil, were the two of you, uh, anything else you guys were up to? Uh, Caleb's going to go up to Donna and be like, hey, you got two of 20. What? You got two of 20. Uh, like $220? Yeah. It's sure. What do you need? Uh, we buy some furniture. We get in a raffle to be on TV. Why would... And she just, like, looks around for Corbin. Uh, I, 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 we, wait, and she's just, like, <laughs> trying to you get okay? the, like, where would we put the furniture? And no, wait, why wait. do we need furniture? And why would we? Hey, you I, okay? You know, do you smell we, burnt toast? No, I, I did. I mean, I don't know that I'm going to get oh, no. toast out of my nose after oh. earlier, but oh. not, you know. For those reasons, but okay. we don't we don't want to be on TV. We don't we don't want to we don't want to be on TV. Having our faces on TV is not a good thing. We want to blend in. Oh yeah, we want to come somewhere and then we just want to go. We don't want to be on TV. We don't want right. to be in a commercial. Okay, and that's at that point that you see a small camera crew moving through the uh, the, the furniture aisles, kind of just doing this. Oh, don't mind me, just act, you just act yourselves. It's just B roll. It's just some B roll, and he's just going around. <laughs> and Donna's gonna that. flick them off so that they can't use it <laughs> as they go by. Because it is the well, that's not very nice. Make <laughs> <laughs> it to to a different aisle. Okay. Uh, all right, so uh, so Phil, last we saw from you, you got pointed in the direction of a manager's office or something like that. Yeah, uh, Corbin was in the was in the bathroom doing some sort of sans thing. Mm-hmm. Anton and Donna had been talking uh, to the, the the to Lisa uh, the Linda Petrie, and now Caleb and Donna are getting harassed by a, a camera crew. So, what do you guys? What's next? What's next for the five of you? Um. I am still interested knowing where the manager's office is mm-hmm. getting into that manager's office and rifling through like inventory documentation shipments, figuring out where they're saying this stuff is coming from. Yeah. Sure. You want to do this by yourself? Mm-hmm. Just want to try to go get in there by yourself. Uh, it depends if the others are moving around and available. Um, yeah. Help recruitments. Yeah. I, I think in the meanwhile, I want to give, because Anton is typically like our investigative guy. Sure. Okay. Anton, I think I think they're building like little secret compartments, like little hidden storage places. And I don't know why they would do that. But for some reason, part of the reason I think they're selling these things so cheap to people is they want them to have like a little hidden thing, which I assume means that they put something in there to then be pulled into their house, right? Or whatever. I don't know. By... You're good at like figuring weird shit out. I don't know. 
I, I'm assuming like they're they're selling these things to people with a hidden compartment so that they can like put something into people's places. Maybe you could do your sneaky shit and find something and we could see what they're sneaking into people's houses. Or you want to deal with that anytime. You're talking to you. <laughs> information. So are you proposing we sneak into the factory or just any one of the number of people that they've sold to it? And like I said, so, I was writing down what she says. So it's like, I have all the names that she dropped. Right. So I actually, oh. I did, I, I watched that specific chair right there. The one that Phil just put his stinky ass in. <laughs> I know that that one has a <laughs> hidden compartment there-ish. Okay. Just so unnecessary, just random sticky. <laughs> I don't know why Corbin's just a jerk. All right. No, so, so I'm sorry. Good. Is there anyone around? I mean, you're pointing out the furniture. Yeah. I, I well, think there's something to it. I. All right. I it, okay. it, it's it's toilet magic. It's not always. It's not surgical. Oh, so Anton will go up. He uh, he's got a small toolkit. He takes out a tape measure. He's making notes as if he's trying to figure out if this piece of furniture will fit in an area. And yeah, I want to see if I can find a hidden compartment. Okay, um, Corbin, if you're there, uh, is there anything you want to do to try to help him? Whether it's uh, help him investigate, I it can or describe it's it to him, like maybe help someone. Yeah, so I was thinking, like I was just so, so okay. So if you're if you're just sort of describing what you saw in your vision, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. Was anyone else wanting to be as, as part of this, or, or, or is Anton? I, I almost, <laughs> I almost feel like D Donna and Caleb are making a scene that's helping Phil be able to go okay. sneak in the back. All right. Okay. Uh, so then, Corbin, roll help out uh, as you're trying going okay. through like your memory, describing what you saw. Donna will have you and Caleb do that in a minute when we deal with Phil's uh, uh, discovery. All right. So. Tack a plus one onto this since I mm -hmm. used magic in my previous roll. Although acting's always weird. It never let me see. Ooh. You roll sevens. Like you are the most consistent roller mm -hmm. of sevens. <laughs> Your yeah. plus one is always in the range of still being partial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So plus one to Anton. Um, so Anton, go ahead and roll and investigate a mystery as you kind of your best to sneak on down there with your little devices and such. Okay. Ten. So, so I guess what can it do would be the find the hidden compartment. Okay. So as you find the hidden compartment, you find that it's not empty. There is some mm -hmm. really strange little tiny device in here that, well, it's certainly, it, it's, it's of no design that you're immediately familiar with. It looks extremely sleek. Um, it's it, it, there's it's like nothing from Radio Shack. Like it is it, whatever this is. It's like small. It looks. Uh, yeah, it's small. It's probably less than the size of a golf ball, so to speak. Uh, and you can see, and it's metallic. Um, and you can see that it's it's anchored or connected, like it's attached uh, to the interior of one of these compartments. Um, you also notice that on the inside of that compartment is the things that Corbin was mentioning about like the strange little sigils and things that are kind of painted around in it. All right. Uh, I say, Corbin, stand behind me. And then I'll just pull my Polaroid camera down and take some pictures. And so, yeah, so you're saying it's, it's mounted, so I can't just take it. 
Uh, you could. Uh, you could. No, you could. You could take it if you want. Okay. It's like it's kid. It's like attached. So if you pull it, like it's not going to be there anymore. Someone might notice it, but like it's not like you're going to break anything. If yeah. you do so. uh, take a picture of the as you're saying the the inscriptions on the inside. Sure. Pocket that. Kind of quickly close the. And what I'm going to say, Corbin, is as you're describing what happened, because you expose yourself to trouble or danger. Uh, so, Corbin, as you're describing it, you start hearing that the sounds of like that metallurgy suddenly growing really, really loud. The entire store starts getting extremely hot. You can see around you what you thought was just like these various settings of different furniture it's like it's like just kicking out this immense and terrible heat and you feel yourself getting woozy as you're getting this strange reverberation so the uh-huh. the vision and the magic is coming back and anton when you look back to him you can see corbin mm-hmm. is just like sweating bullets and just collapses to the ground all right yeah. uh so i i can so i could take two questions there is it feasible mm-hmm. to get the what was it going to do sure okay um Sure. Uh, I would say you're probably not entirely sure how this does this, but your gut, your instincts, it's some sort of surveillance device. Like it's, it's collecting data or it's, uh, or it's, you know, it's being used to, to either, it's kind of a strange place to put for some, for like a physical camera. Uh, but it could be for like audio or at the very least, it's just kind of collection. Sure. Data. Some kind of surveillance device. Surveillance, so I'll take yeah. this uh, as Corbin faints. I'll call out, my goodness, he swooned at the excellent woodwork. Can we get some help here, please? It's like, can't close the, uh... <laughs> and, and you see, uh, we'll say Linda, uh, comes up. Oh my goodness. What happened to this poor fella? Oh, well, my God. I know our prices are to die for. <laughs> and she looks over and you can see she's looking at a camera crew and laughing in their directions. as she says that, can you please help get your young friend up out of here? We have a camera crew on site today. Like, Oh, oh yeah, God, of course, of course. A, how is he so heavy? He's so tiny. Oh my goodness. Ugh. Oh, he's sticky. Oh goodness. Um, well, let's get into the break room. He can go. We have a couch back there. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. And so I take my hat. You... I just put it over his face so that it uh, just looks like he's drunk. <laughs> okay. So the two of you start carrying him into the back, into the employee lunch. All right. So let's kick over into the other ones. Phil, you're trying to get into the manager's office, which is a separate place mm-hmm. in the back. Um, Donna and Caleb. Well, I know Donna said you wanted to try to perform some sort of distraction to make it easier for Phil to do that. What about you, Caleb? Uh, what are you doing in this case? Well, he doesn't know he's doing it, but he's going along with it. Okay. So, what <laughs> so is that, we're continuing what is that to argue like? and like just because I'm kind of imagining the conversation that we were having earlier where she's mm-hmm. just like, why would we want that? And where would we put it? And we don't. And then just flicking off the camera crew as they go by and, and kind mm-hmm. of like giving them a lecture about like the you know, they, they didn't post any signage on the way in that they were going to be filming and you, you can't just film people without their permission. And she's just like, just, okay. yeah. just, yeah, I kind of like the chastising idea of everybody. I kind of like the idea of Kev always helping on accident. Like he got information from Miss Peach, Mrs. Peachery, but, uh, didn't remember to relay any of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. One of you roll a help out. We'll say, um, and you can take a plus one since the other person's doing it too. You don't need to both do it. Uh, one of you can roll help out and then just take a plus one from the assist. 
and then that'll help Phil when it's his turn to try to sneak into I the I think I think you should. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, it'll give me a plus two if I do. I just wanted to give you the opportunity uh, yeah, to roll uh, something if you want. I'm a zero, so. Uh, so that's that'll be an eight. So that will be a um, partial success. Okay, so partial success is still going to give you a plus one uh, on the roll, Phil. But what I'll say the trouble is, uh, is that Donna and Caleb, as you're yelling at the film crew, um, you can see a handful of these salmon-colored clerks come up. And they're they're actually quite tall and uh, muscular. And you can see they're like... Ma'am, sir, this is an establishment uh, where we are trying to sell fine quality furnishings to the kind people of this town. And we do not take kindly to this kind of behavior. Do you understand what we're saying to you? Well, I am just attempting to perhaps purchase some Ma'am, of this fine, but I, I did not come in here yes or no to be question. providing you with free marketing for your business. You can pay people to be in your commercials. You don't just walk around with a camera and tape people unless you put a sign on the door that yeah. says that you're yeah. going to be taping people when they walk in the door. Yeah, you, you, uh, you, you see, he he pulls the <laughs> collar of his shirt away from his uh, his neck, and he speaks down into it, uh, and he says, "Mr. Gallagher, we have trouble. We have problems over at the the temple display. Why don't you two just uh, wait I'm- here?" I don't think you're supposed to gonna grab his shirt. Having problems. And she's just gonna kinda grab the shirt and just kinda be like, um, <sighs> yes, Mr. Gallagher, it would be fantastic to meet you face to face. And she's okay. just gonna grab the shirt. <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing while Nonsense is happening in the store behind. Hopefully, well, something productive. <laughs> nonsense. It hopefully will be worthwhile because I yeah I'm going to try and slip into that manager's office, especially if they have the you know their muscular sure. crew out there harassing Donna and Caleb. Sure. Uh, okay, so. Let's just do uh, let's do an act under pressure as you get back to the manager's yeah. office. It is, it is locked, uh, but it's not like from what you can tell, it just looks like a generic lock, like nothing special, like something yeah. out of a you know uh, out of a, of a normal home. Um, and there doesn't really seem to be any immediate eyes on you uh, as there is commotion sure. going not just one place, but apparently elsewhere, and then all sorts of craziness is happening. How'd you do? Okay. I got a nine. So, yeah, if it's locked, like I'll just pull out my trusty multi tool and try and force the tumbler. And you uh, got a plus one from us, which means you got a 10, which means you pass. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's you a did. 10. That's a pass. Okay. So, you set out to do what you want to do. So, I, so, it looks for a second that you might have to like break the lock, which would have made it obvious that someone broke in here, but you're able at the yeah. last second to you pop it up. Nice. You look around and you slide into the manager's office. Yeah. Looking looking around, Phil, it is extremely clean and sterile. You can see that there is a uh, a very large uh, kind of green-bottomed gray-topped desk 
uh, on the far side of the room, uh, you can see on the left-hand wall, there is an enormous whiteboard uh, that has absolutely nothing written on it, but you do see yeah. it looks like outlines for uh, like a grid of some kind for names to be written in, but there's nothing there. Uh, you see what looks like a handful of dry erase markers in a tray. Uh, there on the right-hand side of the office, there looks to be three different, um, what are those things called? Filing cabinets, like four yeah. drawers, so they're fairly tall. Uh, okay. There is no decoration like there's no family photos. There's nothing like that. The only thing hanging on the wall is a clock. Uh, and you do see on the desk of the manager's office, there is a lamp uh, and a chair. Okay. Uh, going straight to the filing cabinets. Okay. Uh, there are three filing cabinets. As you start trying to pry them open, I will say we'll roll over your last. You're able to like they, they're such cheap sure. and simple locks. It's easy enough. Yeah. to go. And you start pulling them one by one, opening up and you realize there's nothing in there. All empty. Next one. Nothing in there. And you go through all 12 of the drawers and they're all empty. Okay. That's the. Uh, okay. Desk. I'll, I'll pull up the dr desk drawers expecting them to be empty as well. Yeah. You go through the desk completely empty. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to pick up the lamp and I'm going to look at what the bottom of the lamp looks like. Look at the bottom of the lamp. It looks brand new. Like it looks like okay. it's got like a little sticker down there. Uh, you notice as you pull it up and turn it over, it's not even plugged in. The cord's running down from it, but like you can see uh, like on the floor, like it's not even plugged into an outlet. It's very weird. Okay. Um, I'll wait at the door then. I mean, well, actually, I'm going to go around the walls in this room. Uh, look like kind of pry up that whiteboard a little bit, feel around on the walls for anything odd, looking for maybe it's a faux office with a real office hidden behind it. Roll investigate a mystery, it sounds like. Yeah. What you're doing. Yeah. Uh, that's a three. <laughs> Would you like, okay. Do you have luck to spend? Are you... I have plenty of luck, but uh, once you spend all your luck, you die. That is correct. Yeah. How much luck so, do you have left? All of it. <laughs> so you're fine. I think Anton's got like one left. <laughs> yeah. I have like six left. Okay. I'll spend a luck. That's a 12 now. Okay. As you... As you look around, uh, so you're you're doing investigative There's mystery. So, so <laughs> on on a twelve. So you're on a twelve plus. You basically get hold two. You can you can you can answer two questions. Yeah. Uh, you can actually you can ask two questions because you had a hold two, and each 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 spend of a hold gives you a question. Uh, if you're not sure what to ask, I can always just give you two random things, but it's up to you. Uh, well, yeah, we're gonna immediately hold two. We're gonna go with what's being concealed here. Okay. So as you are tinkering around uh, the, and like looking around the whiteboard and you, you feel like a switch or something like a, on, on the, tr on the under tray, uh, like where the markers are held and you yeah. watch as your hand goes over it, uh, the whiteboard suddenly shimmers. Oh, and 
the whiteboard is now essentially gone and you see it what is a relatively transparent it's a little bit wavy view of what appears to be some kind of surveillance office and it's all kind of wavy like almost like you're looking at something like underwater in a way it's got that kind of weird translucent surface to it and you can just see that there's about a dozen people moving about and kind of looking at these devices they look like those newfangled computers that you've heard about uh but they look way better uh they look like this is like this is this is something out of like like a star trek episode or something sure it's it's bizarre and so they're looking at like surveillance devices because i don't want to linger here long because Mm-hmm. Uh, but real quickly, do I see what these surveillance devices are surveilling? Okay. I think that's a fair, we, we don't have to call this a separate question. We'll say this is, that's a fair, it's a fair ask. The other, you yeah. would notice that on one of the walls, there is in a series of panels that seem to be like TVs basically, yeah. uh, but they don't look like the blocky crappy TV that's in your mm-hmm. hotel. And you can see that there are all sorts of these different, um, displays that seemed almost like radar in a way like you 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 can you can recognize what looks like this big old map like this kind of topographical but also like a neighborhood map it's it's digitally displayed and you can see there's all sorts of these different lines and images and like overlapping circles and ovals here and there kind of creating like billions of different venn diagrams and things okay uh, I don't necessarily understand uh, <laughs> what that means, uh, but I am going to try and reactivate the magic water door to turn it off. Sure, you can do that. And you then I'm going to second question. By the way, oh okay. Um, oh god, it what this. You can go Creepy. off the board too. So yeah. If, if so doesn't fit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, what's being concealed here? Creepy surveillance room. Um, like, so it's a topographical map. How widespread is this topographical map of the area? I would say because you guys have been driving around the bunch, maybe you did some research into the area. It, you can you can recognize Lake Hagen and the surrounding area, neighborhoods, wilderness, the island that you nearly died on. You can recognize yeah. that it's that area. Yeah. So they've got some sort of trackers littered throughout the entire area. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't want to risk getting caught here, especially if they got weird sci-fi stuff. Uh yeah, I'm going to reactivate the magic water wall and okay. slip out. Okay. So you do that. Suddenly it's a whiteboard again. You walk over to the door, open and walk through like nothing ever happened. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, elsewhere, uh, Corbin and Anton, you guys got brought back to the employee lounge. Uh, when you come back here, I would say to Anton Corbin, you'll you'll regain consciousness just pretty quickly. You're a little woozy. It's like heat stroke, like this intense moment of heat stroke hit you. Mm. When you look around, um, this is an extremely nice employee lounge. Like you got mm. a very nice furniture. 
Uh, it's like a it's like a patio couch. Uh, lots of really nice looking tables. Um, you're in like a little kitchen kitchenette area. Uh, there's a couple vending machines. Everything's extremely clean, uh, and you don't see any employees here other than Linda Petrie. Uh, who is like currently now is like, oh, let me get him some water. And she kind of goes up to one cabinet, opens up and Anton, while you're watching, she opens a cabinet. Like, oh, no. And then she closes it and kind of goes to a different cabinet. Nope. Goes to a different cabinet. And she keeps going, oh, here they are. And she kind of pulls out what looks like a stack of, of cups. And she's pulls one out. They're like, you know, uh, kind of almost like fake plastic. Mm-hmm. Like they're like plastic, almost like fake glass, like, uh, like patio cups. And she goes over to her kitchen or to the kitchen sink and she pulls on the tap and fills up a glass of water and brings it over to court. Oh, do you mind? He's, he's, uh, he might need a little bit more of that. I'll go over to the soda machine and get something sure. with caffeine and sugar. Absolutely. Jolt cola. <laughs> oh god jolt cola oh wow oh, god i remember jolt oh goodness yeah okay so you'll you go over there you uh you get your jolt cola bring it back to corbin that's fine you feeling better honey you feeling all mm. right mm-hmm. well, i really appreciate your hospitality here he, he uh he sometimes get like this it's probably going to be a good 10 minutes before he's able to walk do you mind if just let him rest back here I'll, I'll watch over him, of course. Hearing Anton <sighs> say that, I'll make sure to make my knees be like jelly. All right. Well, so uh, if I need to, I can enact my special move, which is Jessica Jones entry, where I <laughs> double talk someone to gain entry into a place. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, give it a roll. Um, she's a little hesitant to leave you back here mm-hmm. by yourselves. Sure. Uh, yeah. So if you want to give that a roll, that's fine. Can uh, I help out by like playing along with him? Uh, sure. You can help. Plus, yeah. We see the roll now. He's rolled 10 plus, so he's good to go. Uh, so you okay, basically, you basically, we'll say, well, this is almost like a manipulate someone instead. And so she's like, all right, well, I do have, uh, I do have a film crew here today filming. They called it B roll. It's all, it's, it's all, it's very technical terms for commercials and things like that. And I think we're going to do some interviews. Oh, and I really things. think you should, uh, what you pointed out to me earlier uh, about how you favorably, more than favorably compared to Ikea, I think you should drop some of these lines. They were really good and heartfelt. I felt it. Well, well, thank you very much, sir. I, I, I appreciate that. Well, you two uh, go ahead and, and, and get some, uh, take a moment Um the bathrooms are, and she kind of points to you like our Corbin and she steps out of the room. You two are in the back all by yourselves. All yeah. right. Start snooping. Okay. <laughs> uh, there, so you're in the back. This is going to connect to like a, like a, what looks like a time card area and, and like a little cubby hole where it looks like employees put some of their things. And then you see it like this dark hallway, uh, that seems to go back to like a cargo sort of shipping loading area area. Uh, and that looks like what you have back here. Hey, Gorman, <laughs> Cola. Come on, come on, get back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy is currently uh, trying to drink a Jolt Cola and it's not going well. Okay. So you pop up. You're still kind of hot, Corbin, but you have full control over yourself. Uh, what do the two of you do? Muted. 
No, this is the Jolt Cola. Yeah. He's trying to talk, <laughs> but the magic is just not working. He's, now he's tonguing the Jolt Cola for some reason. Okay. I thought that was just how you're supposed to drink Jolt Colas. Like. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you, do we right. go to the creep place? Clearly, we just dive head deep into the darkness, right? Well, yeah. You're my favorite uncle. Uh, you said there was like employee like cubby holes where people cubby put stuff. Area. Is there by any yeah. chance like a pin light or a flashlight or something sure, like yeah. that around? Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to find. Yep. Sure. Okay. Uh, so you grab a grab a flashlight, click it on, and you start heading down that dark hallway. Yeah. When you both of you are going. Yes. There's no way to go wrong. One thing you notice, both of you notice, is that it's a very, like, it's a very well, well cared for store. There's like no real trash on the ground. There's no stains on the wall. Like the paint job looks really nice. Like everything just looks, it's not, I wouldn't say pristine is going too far. It definitely looks like people have moved up and down this, but it, it seems to, it doesn't have that kind of wear and tear that you would expect of, of a store. And when you get to the back, you notice that it is it is a, a warehouse uh, loading dock. You can see there's a couple garage doors and such that probably go out to the back of the store. And you can see all around you are is furniture. Uh, and most of it is in some kind of heavy-duty shrink wrap. And some of it has what looks like packaging and cushion on it. Like it hasn't yet. It's either getting ready to get shipped out to people's homes or maybe it's trying to come out for display. It's not immediately clear. Um, you do notice that there are what looks to be in one corner, uh, stacked up these shiny, glossy boxes. Uh, each box is probably the size of a shoe box. Uh, and they're all kind of like this silvery, glossy color. Uh, and they're kind of parked to the side and they're look to be behind this, this like sort of fence grid. Like a like it's like a security like metallic grid and there's like a what looks to be some kind of um, like master lock like a padlock on the door. Uh, you uh, know how to work one of these? I was hoping you did. <laughs> okay, uh, I would say. Uh, if you guys are just trying to, are you just trying to like smash it open? Okay. No. I've got an idea. Okay. What if I draw attention away from that thing? Cause we've got this whole delivery area full of furniture, right? And I've got this magical ability that normally I, when I do my fire magic, it's armor piercing, but instead I can make it AOE. So I could just do three fire damage to everything in an area. What if I just set all this furniture on fire? I, I don't think we need a distraction just yet. I mean, we seem to be all right. It's, it's, I don't think the fire's going to help the lock stop being yeah, a lock. There's no one here. <laughs> <There's> no one <laughs> here. <laughs> Look, uh, keep, keep the fire ah, in the pants. We'll, we'll call that plan B. Plan <laughs> B. Whatever you want to do then. <laughs> okay, emo Corbin. <laughs> Can I just burn something already? <laughs> <laughs> Hair flip. So, is there anything that you guys wanted to do? 
I do want to try and pop that lock. Okay. Uh, how would you go about trying to break into that lock? Mm. You know what? Let's do the simple thing first. Walk back to where all the employee stuff is put and just see if there's keys. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do uh, maybe investigate. Yeah, investigate a mystery. See if you can. We'll roll it as that. Plus see if, one as search around. give some help. Oh. You don't need it. Could Doesn't you. need it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what we'll say is you do in fact find maybe it was uh, as you're as you go back towards the kitchen, you don't find anything but a cubby hole. But maybe at some point, Linda, when she was like sort of reaching around or bending down, handing Corbin the, the cup, maybe maybe her keys fell and you, you pick them up just just out of happenstance. Oh. Which allows you then to answer what is being concealed here as you mm -hmm. pop open the padlock and you start taking the stacks of these boxes down. You open them up and they're heavy duty. They're well protected on the outside. They look they don't look like furniture. Like, again, they're the size of shoe boxes. When you open them up inside, you can see that there are it's like they're they're insulated. They have cushions and things like that. They have these little holes in it. And that's where you find all of those little metallic balls like you found inside the furniture. It's like these are all here and there's various like uh, there's there's various like what looks like um, like little connecting like wires and stuff as well. But like these seem to be uh, uninstalled. Uh, are there any like. bills of lading attached to the the boxes or are they stamped with a company logo or anything? Uh, they are, in fact, uh, you say you, as you're as you're going through, you can see uh, on the we'll say on the underside of the lid. Uh, there is a little logo, but not logo. We'll say it's just more like a bar scan code for inventory. And as you peek at it really carefully, um, you see a very familiar name pop up, Anton. You see Crepistle Industries. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Well, I'm going to photograph that. Fair enough. <laughs> Get a photo of the, everything in the boxes. And as you're doing that, we're going to cut back to Donna and Caleb. Um, you guys are flanked by these extremely very muscular and uh, powerful looking men mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. with uh, with excellent hair and jawlines. And uh, <laughs> you just taunted uh, a Mr. Gallagher and you see uh, coming out from somewhere like just like kind of weaving in between some of the displays of the furniture. Uh, you mm -hmm. see what looks like a extremely slender uh, man wearing what kind of looks almost like a lab coat. Like it's like this white coat, but very, very kind of nerdy. Um, and the, the guy who is like sort of fighting with you, like uh, these are the two right here. Hey, they were disrupting. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, just stay, uh, hold still. And he goes around to like all these different displays and he just kind of like taps what looks like this, the back of a chair in one place taps, what looks like the countertop of another place taps another place. And he keeps doing this around. And when he finally taps the last one, he's in this circle around you, you see like these little lights just suddenly light up all around you, creating this like circle. And you guys watch as around you, everything just kind of, starts to fade into this weird kind of translucent film and like you can't really see outwardly 
it's just it's just this translucent thing. You kind of still see the vague shapes of the store. You watch as like the sort of the the jungle display around you, like the leaves and stuff begin to grow a little bit more luscious. Uh, um, okay, one one second. He's not going to be happy, you know. He's 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 a very very busy man. Okay, just um, you too. Don't don't hold your breath. Breathe. Nose, mouth, real. Your chest will explode. And Donna just sort of looks over to Caleb and just do what he says. Seriously? And Donna's just sort of like, she still sort of has her kind of hand around this one and she's like, was expecting a fight and is now completely confused because this doesn't seem like a problem that fists are going to solve. And so she's just sort of waiting to see what is going to happen here. So each one of the lights on the various objects and such around glows. You notice each one of them is some kind of like a cult symbol or sigil, like as they start to take shape. And then one by one, they start to slowly light down. Uh, and as you look around you, you realize there is no longer a store around you. You just see this kind of white colored wall. You see what looks like the bits and pieces of like bush and other displays that was in this circle around you. You still got the two strong dudes. Ah, one second. Excuse me, ma'am. And he tries to very politely kind of move past you. And he turns the door knob because there's now a door behind you. And he pushes it open and he steps into what looks like this extremely like extravagant like out of out of a tv show out of a hollywood set there's lights there's uh there's monitors there's tons of people there's they're all dressed in these very sleek black clothes um and go ahead follow come on easy come this way i i'm not gonna hurt you but you don't want to stay in there it collapses and uh. Donna's just going to let go of this guy. And she's going to kind of be a little almost protective of Caleb and just sort of moving him along. That's, hey, uh, dude, where are we, where uh, we going? Keep that, that way, apparently. And Fair Donna's just going to sort of move Caleb to follow. Uh Okay, and uh, you guys, you guys kind of follow around. He kind of leads you to the back of the room, and he's like, um, "Doctor Krapisel, um, these are the two that were causing trouble." And you see a man turn around, and it looks like a man you have seen before. As he walks towards you, this tall, slender man, Rob Petrie, and he says, "Yes, their whole family has always proven to be." A bit trouble. And we'll oh, go ahead Mr. and Peach. Well, too. we're gonna end there, Adam. <laughs> Adam, let it end. Okay, I'm gonna end. Sorry, I ruined your ruined your dramatic moment. My bad. It's all good, dude. Okay, and that's what we're end for. It's uh, the for doctor. Oh no. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> you walk out of the back. You look around. No one's there. Right. <laughs> You're down in Corbin what the hell? Where to go? You're all alone. All right. Okay. Well, that is the end of that session. We will see where this goes uh, next session. Uh, oh, as you gosh. All, you've met Mr. Jim Gallagher. Uh, you've met uh, Ben Crenshaw. Those are some of the new names uh, for tonight. Very excited. 
Yeah. Uh, Crepistle is not a golf name. That's just our ear. Uh, <laughs> that would be crazy coincidental, but it's just your, uh, it's just your, your actual enemy villain thing. Yeah. Killed you know? our granny. Did he? Oh no. As far as we know. What if he is our granny? Exactly. Oh, wow. Oh. Jeremy's asking the right question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. We'll call it there. Let's do some... Uh, oh, Fred Couples, too. I forgot. We also met Fred Couples. Okay. I actually really like Fred Couples as a kid because uh, he had back problems. I had back... Never mind. No one really cares. All right. Let's go ahead and do some closing plugs. Uh, Chuck, what is going on yeah. uh, with Defenders of Cobalt? Uh... Yeah, Wednesday, uh, twitch.tv slash Defenders of Cobalt. We've got Dungeon Crawl Classics. We're going through the classic campaign, Night Below. Mm -hmm. uh, Friday, uh, Joe's making a game called Anvia, and uh, we're doing a playtest of it. So check that out on Fridays. And then um, that's it for a week at large. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Burr, what about Steam Steel and Murph? Oh, we're doing some Werewolf 20th anniversary tomorrow night. Um, Friday, some BX, some classic Dungeons and Dragons. Saturday, uh, Cyberpunk Red. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and Jeremy, uh, tell us about this Patreon. Yeah, we're going to read some Patreon. We get comics, maps, tokens, fun stuff. Check it out. Excellent. Uh, and Adam, uh, what's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot, but I hope to have some news here soon. Okay. Fair enough. Fair very enough. soon okay maybe next time cool two weeks two weeks yeah okay yeah. all right sounds good i might have to make a new command i'm gonna have to make a new command uh, okay <laughs> Uh, fantastic. All right. As for us, uh, our next game is hopefully tomorrow night. Uh, we've unfortunately had some scheduling stuff pop up with our Marvel game, but hopefully we're back here tomorrow night. We're not hundred percent sure. Uh, but that's the goal. Uh, but we will be back on Thursday with more werewolf, the apocalypse. Uh, we're playing the new, uh, fifth version. Uh, you can see Jeremy and Melissa in that game Friday. We're doing Warhammer 40 K wrath and glory as we are playing through the litanies of the lost. Uh, and uh, Saturday, we're back to Call of Cthulhu, run through our Eternal Lies campaign uh, next Monday. It's going to be a Fragged Empire night. In two weeks, we'll be back with more Monster of the Week and see uh, just how this thing ends uh, and uh, and kind of go from there. If you haven't checked out the YouTube page, Adventures in Law of the Gagging, please do. We have all sorts of games over there. Uh, both games are running now and games that have been there for forever. Uh, if you wouldn't mind following, that'd be great. And while you're doing that, give uh, DOK a follow, give Steam Steel Murder a follow. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. Let's go ahead and raid somebody. And uh, everybody who was throwing out like subs at the very beginning of the stream, thank you very much. Really do appreciate it. Uh, but that's about it. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>